halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, this is Jenny Tear. Hi, this is Kim Gaynor. And hi, this is Camila Fantasia. Welcome to Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. Getting older all the time. Any new symptoms? To um, um I think I'm getting more. More, my eyesight is is getting worse. Oof, getting fuzzier. Hmm. Just fun. Do you have a prescription, Jenny? Yeah, I just wear reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can see every. It's just like screens or anything near, like near. I'm getting. I guess it's nearsighted where. It's harder to see if it's far away. No, if it's closer. Far away, okay. I'm perfect. That's far like, sighted because yeah. I'm near sighted. It's the opposite. Okay. Yeah. It's I'm so really crazy, though, but yeah. I feel like I hit my 40s, mid 40s, and it was just like the wheels came off the car. <laughs> the I car. Yeah. The, the, the T model Ford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all the headlights went out there, you know? But that's I it. How about you guys? Any any symptoms of old of late? I have symptoms. I'm not sure if it's just like old symptoms or just like weird. I'm really itchy. And I read that this could be a symptom that goes along with the dreaded M word um, menopause. Oh, interesting because, uh, like your whole I thought you were going to say MS <laughs> I was trying to yeah no 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 I thought you were going to say um, meta you know um the new I was trying so. to think of a funny m word but I, I I I can't see see old age oh uh, so it could also be you adjusting is, to hmm? uh, itch, uh, itching is a menopause symptom it could be yeah yeah it oh. could be because you're just generally just like desiccating uh, <laughs> being Wonderful. stuck to more moisture and just yeah your skin becomes itchier. oh and it's right. like it's hormonal yeah okay so i i am i feel like it, also it could be okay i live in the tropics it's very hot there are bugs anytime i feel like I feel like I have this sort of uh weird thing where I'd always think something was crawling on me but here when I feel something crawling on me it's normally like a big old bug because it's it's the tropics so yes i don't know i have hard. that feeling but it, it could be you adjusting to like the allergies of your new environs because the allergies in kansas city are like hitting me now really hard on my third year speaking of itchy my eyes are like been super itchy yeah this season yeah and it's less focused on those like allergy places like nose and eyes and more just like generally my skin mm-hmm. my whole body right. so it's 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 very uncomfortable i have to say kind of gross a little embarrassing whatever but that's that's why we're here folks to bring you all <laughs> nitty gritty non-glamorous details yeah um, hurtling towards your own oblivion so. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. A convection over our aches and pains. <laughs> Great. 
Um, I you, love this. You, do you really like? I love these fun things, but I really shut down when people talk about serious illnesses and like. Yeah, they're a, like, oh, I have cancer, and you're like, hey, like in oh. mass. You're I, like, I don't, oh, no. hey, I'm sorry, I forgot I had to meet the postman. Is that? <laughs> It's, is that it's how more, you deal with their like heart rendering confessions? No, it's it's more like when they they're talking about their parents or a relative usually. So it's not happening to my cohort <laughs> oh my quite yet. But there, and I'm just like I'm not ready to hear about this stuff. It's too uncomfortable for me right now. Real like, human pain. Yes, oh, yeah. like the human sort pain. that you exactly. can't control. Please exactly. take that away God. from me, Lo. I don't. Wants nothing to do with your real human pain. Take no, note. I want diversion. I want ignorance. Yeah. I want. God forbid um, somebody denial. should deal with I true want... suffering, which is the essence of like most of our lives all the time. Yes, but I don't want to hear it from my friends. I want to get it from the movies and TV shows that I watch because then oh. I know it's fictional. Okay, so I guess I won't talk to you about anything. <laughs> Thanks, like your thanks. entire life is comprised of suffering, pain, and misery. But pain is part of life, and it continues yes, to yes. only augment as you get older. But I'm apparently, just... we've got to keep it light. So let's talk no, about no, the no, Lolitas no, no. of Kansas City. Keep it perky. Let me yeah. let me clarify. Jeez. I want to hear all about your psychological pain. I no, will okay, eat that I stuff hear up like ex- a soul eater. It's the it's the disease that like degenerative diseases okay, that I wanna... really freak me out. <laughs> I want to hear. I want I want to hear about like a where you have some cocktail party and a woman ambled up to you and was like, oh, how do you know so and so? And you're like, oh, we met at uh, Jim's cruise den and then she's like my sister has als and you're like oh, i know you're gonna say als i'll, I'll be I like the word. i'll literally be like oh look my yeah, glass will be like worst. three quarters i was full. thinking that hmm? right exactly my glass will be three quarters disease uh, my glass will be three quarters full and i'll be like excuse me i need a refill um wow have you, have you tried the canapes uh the Avocado like, toast. I'll be right back, part. and then you never ever talk to her again. <laughs> then I find the most shallow, mine. the most shallow gay at the party, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, did you see Drag Race last that night?" Is, uh, oh that's a pretty god. high bar. <laughs> god, or a pretty shallow icon. bar. And I'm like, God, I'm like, have you talked about? I can see your heart, like literally turning. Bummer, old lady over there. Stay away from her. Who says it's an old lady? I'm talking about like she's 30 and her sister like got it at 32. Even worse, she should know better. She. I love this whole backstory. Fulfilling life with other things to talk about. Who recently told me that she is connected with like an old boyfriend from way back and she's here in Barbados. I don't want to give too many identifying details, but this old boyfriend who is Bayesian has ALS. Oh my God. That's so tough. And I was just like, are you sure that you want to, you know, she reconnected and they were really good friends and they used to date and like lots of has happened in both of their lives. And like, she's kind of like reconnected right at the end as things are starting to deteriorate for him. Oh my God. Are you sure that you want to go through this emotionally? And, and she was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, she paused and like, 
you know, obviously knowing that could, how, how emotional and this and draining it could be, but yeah. I so. mean, I hope that, that um, I think that's beautiful that she wants to reconnect because imagine how many people are probably staying away from him because they just don't yeah. want the emotional yeah. um, pain of what it means to watch somebody, you know, go through that. Absolutely. Can I yeah, sorry, to, Camilo, like, I know this is a huge bummer for you and you want to go refresh your drink. Can I just <laughs> dig partially dig myself out of this hole, which I'm not going to be able to do entirely, <laughs> but I would make an exception for people that I know somewhat oh, intimately. It's it's when it's when it becomes there's a certain okay. Jim, sorry to throw you Pam, <laughs> sorry to throw you under the bus. But there's yeah. a certain age group where they just start talking about all these third party people that have this disease or that disease. And it's yeah. when people you don't know, and that's like the topic of the yeah. conversation for like two hours. That's when I'm like, I don't know these people. I'm sure they're lovely. This is a terrible, but literally this conversation is about illness and death. And I just have to remove myself and go do a puzzle or something. Do they um, really do that? They're really, they really. Spend- yeah. It's like the cliche of you get older and people are starting to get sick and dying. And that's just what they talk about. And it's like an increasing, it, it increases with age because most of the people, you know, start having physical issues and stuff. And it's like, can we not just talk about how bad the masked singer is? Like Listen, we're trying, I'm to, just we're trying to socialize. It hasn't gotten that bad for me. It's just yeah, itchiness. Yeah, but now I'm concerned. That's like the first symptom of a cascade <laughs> of degenerative Listen, issues. We're we are all degenerating, mm-hmm. moment by moment. That's just the fact of life, right, Camilo? Mm-hmm. The sooner you're able to make peace with this fact, I think the better for you. Because to spend your whole life or the time you have left, not to make it sound like, oh God, it's so limited. You have so much time. You're going to live to 150, right? No, 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 no. 950. That's the goal. Okay, 150, 950, same difference. (laughs) It's not going to happen. So regardless, the time you spend should not be, the, the time you have left should not be spent like, running away from something that's inevitable because you know it's like swimming against the current yes i also don't want it spent discussing the things that are going to (laughs) be my potentially my demise i want to talk about like vibrant living existing things even if they're banal i don't i legitimately think that's an interesting point i do think you have there's some truth to that in did some you ways. Hear, it's like, oh, did you hear old Ruthie? She has the, <laughs> she, the, the, the gout has spread to her fingertips. And yeah, but these aren't old guys. They're like people. Can I ask how old this group is right? that are talking Ooh, about? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> are you like hanging out in the assistant? No, they're facility? like mid 50s. <laughs> okay, so they're mid 50s. So why they're not talking like the, the like extras in <laughs> on <cocoon>. Golden Pond? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
it, I mean, it is an interesting, okay, I'll take this in a little bit of a, a different but similar direction. Like, I definitely wonder, because, you know, I love talking about the decline of this country and, like, what a <laughs> fucking failing empire we're all living in. But I definitely have moments where I'm like, my God, I don't even want to listen to myself. Like, do you it's, know what you're, I mean? Yeah, yes, not, there's a place for, for hopefulness, yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah, and I, yeah. I would say, Jen, you're not the only one who feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shade. Okay, Shade. No, no, no. I love discussing Jen. Oh, I'm sorry. We on. can talk about how wonderful MSNBC is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. No, I love your I love your passionate takes on things. It's great. Um, but do you know? But I really think that that's an interesting. I think that's an interesting dance we're all in because it. I think because we do get the news so quickly, it's really really hard not to succumb to just complete feelings of misery. Are you not able to shut it down and be like, I'm not reading this right now. I'm just. Yeah, I'm getting I'm, better at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at that. I mean, I've, I've found the past couple of weeks pretty hard. Yeah, it's not I mean, as, as we all have, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I, like, for example, I, I haven't been able to really be on social media in the past couple of days because I just I can't take I can't take like these horrific events and then the aftermath of people processing it. And I know and respect that everybody is processing it in their way. I just have gotten to the point now where I can't really ingest that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and for my own kind of sanity and well-being, I have to, I have to shut it off. Like I will mourn those people in my own way and, and pay respect to their lives and honor that tragedy and be angry. But I don't know if I can now absorb the voices of people even that I know and strangers that I don't, I don't know if I'm capable, increasingly capable anymore of absorbing just days and days and days of that kind of impotent rage, you know? And I think it's also important to know that not everybody uses social media as it's not really an appropriate place maybe some might feel to mourn or to to memorialize people or to you know lodge every deeply held feeling or every reaction to a horrible event you know yeah. like oh i'm going to post what i had for breakfast because that's actually what social media is for yeah no yeah, yeah. so i think mean, there's an element of like cannot for me i don't feel sometimes that i can adequately adequately express a reaction that i'm having so sometimes i just don't so i mean i don't really think that it's up to anybody else to judge like based on my um social media posts how i'm feeling about something or if i'm adequately responding like that's no one's business yeah yeah agreed I th- and also some events are so they're so un um, unambiguous in their intent that there's no point in sort of indulging in the echo chamber, which can be tempting. I mean, it, in terms of the shooting that we're talking about, that 
I'm scrolling Twitter and I'm just skipping almost anything about it because a lot of it is people sort of obsessing. Oh, they're saying it was racially motivated. Why don't they just come out and say it was racist? And it's like, yeah, I agree it was racist, but I'm not going to sit around and obsess over the language the journalists are using because that's not a good mental space to be in to that rage, that outrage for me. If I was uh, in a position to do anything about it, maybe, but I'm not. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like all those, that outrage, which is valid, super valid, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's it starts like, it starts spiraling into, you know, you can start spiraling into a, a you know, I hole think it weirdly, yeah, leads and to you can, you got to take paralysis. care of yourself. Yeah. You got to take care of yourself. Like literally at the end of the day, all you can do is go to protests. If you have the time and the energy, organize them or vote or leave or yeah, or leave or be a decent person. Just be a decent, thoughtful person. If you're not, I don't know. Can you force yourself to be teach yourself to be because God knows other people are not going to make you a better person unless you're. Yeah. And I also think maybe at this point too, not adding to like the cultural noise for me. Um, but yeah, I, I've, that's something that I've noticed. I definitely am changing that any desire to be performative in that way. And I, I, I don't even always think it's performative. Like I think some people are very, very well-intentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think most people are, but I just, it's really, I can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, even the Roe versus Wade stuff. I was like, I can't, I don't know how much I can take of this. Yeah of just the you know people are outraged and they're allowed to express their outrage of course they are how much you for your own sanity you want to or can absorb is up to you you're not obligated I absolutely agree. And not saying, you know, this, everybody should have this choice or does have this choice, or I'm just saying literally my choice was to leave and remove myself from the the entire um, political climate, you know, on a macro level and a micro level, uh, you know, I did not feel safe. I did not feel mentally okay. And um, so, you know, how I, from this point on, engage with, with what's happening politically and culturally and and with horrible events like this is just kind of um it just flows from the fact that i i mentally felt i felt i felt like i had to physically remove myself in order to just like for for self-preservation and it's not a comment on what anybody else responds or how anybody else responds to things it's just that's literally why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, Um, yeah, it's intense. And even the stuff with the climate, like climate stuff too, is also very, very intense to read about. And that just feels very big and, yeah. And it constantly gets overshadowed by other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, this is the part of the party where we'd all leave to get our <laughs> get our drinks refreshed. Yeah, ref- can I, and also, I have a really cold take, but I did I did not realize this, but 
last night I watched The Purge. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with those movies, actually. So I had no idea that it was A, so good, B, that it was a, a oversimplifying social commentary. I Are just you talking the about that? Because there's like a million of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only so I watched the first one. Okay. They became okay. available on HBO Max or whatever. Okay. And I was expecting your boilerplate, like, it's good. Pressure. It's good. It has a message, but it's still, you know, it's ambiguous. Like the heroes are not so heroic either because they're still horrible to the. The second one kind of sucks. And then I lose track after that. Okay. But um, like, the first it... one is where all the neighbors have plotted to kill yes. them, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they, they, yeah, exactly. they're they basically... harboring. They're oh, jealous. Well, they're jealous. Yeah. But the first, but the first group that is trying to break into their home wants to do it because they're harboring a black homeless guy. So there's that. Uh, but that's two separate. There's, there's, there are the neighbors who are jealous. Yes. So and that's the second layer. Their, yeah. Yeah. And then there are the purgers who are just yeah. anybody who decides to right. can go out there and like bust heads and murder yeah. people for this short amount of time. And it's these young sort of yuppie um, Ivy league, like, Richie Rich Brett, Brett Kavanaugh. Yes, but they're yes, very basically. they're very explicit about this home, like, this homeless scum needs to be this is the night to eliminate yes, this yes, homeless yes. scum. So I it's mean, very like socially charged. So the neighbors being jealous is like uh, this is huge spoiler. I'm sorry. It's it's still a fun movie. Oh my god, <laughs> if you we've haven't all seen, seen it. it. If you haven't seen it, I still recommend it because it's there's twists and turns, which we're spoiling right now. The Jealous Neighbors is a layer, but it's not as interesting to me as the other situation because they're the family seems like really torn and they still leave them all tied up anyway. And I'm like, to me, to me, it was going to be like, oh, they're going to they're going to they're going to free the homeless guy and he's going to help them. Like, well, this is this is, how, it, this is how it's framed. It's like we're good people. Mm-hmm. We don't get, we just stay above the fray. I mean, the, the husband is, uh, well, it's, it's like, it's ambiguous, like ethically, yeah. but they, they frame themselves as we're good people. We try and stay above the fray, even though he's the one that sells all of these, uh, oh, yes, surveillance. Oh, right. <laughs> so right. he's making money yes. on his neighbors who are fearful of these, these bad elements you know, being able to penetrate like whatever defenses they've set up. Oh. Uh, but when the homeless scum, who happens to be a black man, is let into their home, um, they at first, you know, well, the kid, the kid of the family wants to help them and they don't, nobody wants to harm th- this person because they're quote unquote good people. But when uh, the outside forces that, want to hurt the scum are demanding him they get they get real they they get get real machiavellian real quick like you know get his ass out of here like it's us or him and it's only the dad and it's only but it's really only ethan hawk the dad who is like absolutely we have to turn him in like everybody else is like dad no like uh but they're torn but they they all kind of to a certain extent are yeah implicated yeah they're all implicated so that's why it's to me that whole plot is more interesting than the other plots okay it's like not bad anyway look we spoiled a lot but if you haven't seen it i recommend it it's it is movie scary, from like 2014 I know. oh, oh this is this is the thing that amazed me by the way 
It's from 2013, actually. Oh, okay. And guess what year it's set in? 2022. 2016. 2022. Oh, is it? Oh, God. I thought it was like election year or something. But, but, but like it's uh, the political landscape is that there are these quote unquote new founding fathers. It's all very so creepy. But it totally fits. Yeah, no, now, don't, totally. Yeah, like if you've never that's seen where this we're movie. heading. Yeah, it's like it's like Handmaid's Tale, and uh-huh. it's like a kind of amalgam yeah. of a few different yeah. tropes we're dealing when with. When it now. came up and it said it's the year 2022, I literally like gasped. <gasps> you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's wow. Look, if you can tolerate, it's scary. It's a scary movie. So. I've watched it so many times yeah. because I. <laughs> I don't know. I'm morbid. I like putting myself, I like imagining those situations. I don't know. Yeah. Worst case scenarios. I don't know. I'm morbid. That's why. No, I, and I, I, I like the I like the political yeah. background of it. And it's exciting. That was a bonus to me. I had no idea. Yeah. I was expecting a, a pulpy, cheesy, like scary horror movie. And instead I got like, a That's good, kind of like what you get with the rest of them. Good, incisive. Good. Well, yeah. I, I heard there's a later one where the the one the senator, the woman senator. That's a good one I heard, but you know I don't. I don't. I maybe haven't seen it. I'm actually not sure if it's like Fast and Furious level of like <laughs> uh, sequels. There's, I'm not sure. I'm there's either. sorry, I've, I've but seen like two or three. There's no yeah. bad Fast and Furious movie. There's, everybody who says there's a bad one is a liar. You, you've told us. Good we God, you've really, you're really an evangelizer, huh? Yeah, seriously. For FNF. If um, you don't, if you are a Fast and Furious hater, you hate fun. You hate oh, fun, okay. you hate joy. I will definitely hate them you- then. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we haven't we already established that we like to talk about degenerative diseases and death. So I yeah, mean, mm-hmm. too much what fun. About, for what, me. About, what about death by fiery explosion as your car like falls out of an airplane and the parachute doesn't open? So then you go. See, skidding. that's how we can come together. Yeah. Yes. I love that. You go Compromise. skidding over the back of another airplane and somehow like make it back. To, I don't know. I don't think that happens, but that's I think something that, that would movie happen. is coming out this summer and it's called Top Gun 2. Nope. No interest. Yeah. Oh, that's going oh, to be a huge hit. hit. Uh, they're saying maybe not. They're saying Tom Cruise has, doesn't have the box office. I don't think anymore. that's true. I think it's I'm going to put my money down on it. it's going to be a legit hit. I'm really interested good to know, Jen, how that goes. I, I am I'm here. It will. It's like coming next at the the Globe Drive-in in Barbados. Is it? We have, yeah, we have. I drive-in. mean, it's total Pentagon propaganda. But I'm. I, I actually, Shantane really, really likes Tom Cruise. Shantane, <laughs> pull him into the room. He's not here. We don't have he's enough time. Teaching. He thinks he's an amazing. He thinks he's an amazing acting. Um, Oof. Like movies, um, an can amazing we, like action movie star. Can and we I have? I actually think he's right. Can we have him on as a okay action movie? Yeah, but any of his drama movies are so excruciating to we watch. Talked about we this, talked about this. Magnolia. Yeah. We liked him in Magnolia. Kim yeah. and I. No, unwatchable. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh come on. Okay. If you met him at a cocktail party, uh, you would not be going back to replenish your drink. I bet no, he's very. I'd, I'd be like, I'd pat him on this short little head. 
He's probably taller than Jen, maybe. He, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely and, taller. And he probably than wears me. like shoes that are like ri- those riser shoes. That who's yeah, the actor probably. who's known to wear those? Who's the short actor that it's not him? A lot of them. All Dustin of them. Hoffman? Yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. Oh, really? Al Pacino. Yeah. Al Pacino is really tiny. Huh. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, who else? Well, Danny DeVito seems to totally embrace like, (laughs) can you imagine him trying to wear lifts? So he's like five feet tall. Yeah, it would be so great. I love him. He's so, he's so, oh man, amazing. Uh, And wait, can we take a moment to one of the most amazing Hollywood couples that's ever been? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Danny DeVito and Mia Perlman. Yeah, I, mean, I think they separated though. And yeah, I think it, I think yeah, it just sorry, happened Kim. like last year. Are you COVID. kidding me? No, they yeah. were casualty of COVID and a oh, relationship shit. casualty. They were like my go-to like love ha- works for some people, couple. Seriously, I, I think mean, they've still, been that married for like fifty years though, yeah. which in Incredible. Hollywood is Incredible. literally like three thousand years. Absolutely. You yeah. gotta hang on to uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, the most bland Hollywood couple. They are they really might, bland. They might. And then it. I don't. Their 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 son is very suspect. Oh, you mean you mean the rapper? Chaz? Yeah, Chaz. yeah. Is it Chaz or Chaz? It's I not their it's fault. Chet. I'm just saying they just on him. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was Chaz. <laughs> Cheese, Cheeto, Cheese, Cheeto Hanks, Cheesy. Um, but it's but Chet. the other but the other son is a pretty good actor when you need like a bland but good actor. Just like a blank sort of slate. He's really good in the first. That's season. what I hope. He's on my epitaph. (laughs) She was a blank slate. Yeah, bland, bland, but good actor. She was like a tofu. Yeah, She takes on any flavoring that you give her, but otherwise, pretty bland. I find him really interesting, though. He's he's in the first season of Fargo. He's fantastic. Uh, What's his name? That is an amazing, incredible television show. Yeah. I haven't seen it. All five seasons. No. The, the, oh my God! Is it, it, it's based on the movie. How do I not? Yes, Kim. God. It is so good. Yeah. Are you telling me it's me. not going to piss me off because the movie is perfect? It's the seasons, TV show is perfect. Yeah, seasons one and two won't piss you off. Season three also. Are there five seasons? When is the Kansas City one? Did not care for it. Um. Yeah, that's because here's the truth. Chris Rock is a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just Wait, Chris Rock. It's <laughs> It's Chris Rock and who's the white? We lead? were we were talking. Oh, he's also terribly miscast. They're very Jason miscast. Schwartzman. It's not that they're terrible actors; it's they're miscast. No, Chris Rock is a terrible actor. I don't. There are I'm other, there are other any... people who could have vanquished that role, who would have like absolutely crushed it, crushed yeah. that role, yeah. and that's oh, yeah. not Chris Rock, who I think is an amazing comic, but he is not a great actor, yeah. and. I don't want to listen. You just verbally slapped him harder than Will Smith, and I really think that we need to cancel you for that. Okay, (laughs) I'm I'm banned from the Academy. Look, I love Chris Rock. I'm saying I love him, but he's a terrible. 
I don't he's know. Charming he's, in certain things, but not in like a gravitas role. That's the problem. It's a gravitas role, Kim, and it's, it is. It's, it, yeah. but also it's not well scripted. I don't. You need think. like a Lawrence Fishburne in that. A Fish. Oh. A Fishburne. No, no, no. What about a, like Lawrence? a Forrest Whitaker or like Forrest Whitaker? Oh my God, I love Destroy. him. You need an incredible actor. There's so many who who's who's been at it for. You know, who can really yeah, do... Denzel. It's a wait, wait, wait. It's, what it's about those, a it, Jamie Foxx? What do we think about Jamie, Jamie Foxx? Fox would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Jamie yeah. Foxx is a fantastic actor. He, uh, yes, exactly. He's Kim, a, Kim, it's a world weary. It's a gangster like, and a, it's a world gangster, weary, but a very world weary, like. <sighs> And like a poet. I mean, it's a great role. Wow. So it's not a like a big, role. it's not over the top, as, at least as far as I got. It's just like you really have to be small and yet be intense. Yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris Rock doesn't, he it's doesn't know. He gets big and No, big. he can't. You don't believe him <laughs> as somebody who can turn no. around and like kill. hug his children and then in a, five minutes later, kill someone. Yeah, kill you someone. You just don't believe it. Right. And it's and an Jason amazing Schwartzman role. Schwartzman is too goofy for his his role. His character is somewhat goofy, but he's too goofy. Well, what's sad about that season is that every other season had been exquisitely cast. Yeah. I think part of yeah. it had been really well done. And and this season. Yeah. That also, Rock, Jim and I were irritated by the editing. They keep doing panels like three panels really on like, screen kind I of like thing. That. But they were they weren't they didn't advance the story or help in any way. Both Jim and I were like, it's why are they doing this? It's stylistic choices. It's not yeah, like it's not it. well edited. So the editing could have also been a culprit. It's anyway, Kim, you should watch all of them because they're still okay. amazing. There's still I some fantastic writing. I will give it one episode. I love how we are promoting me. the most up-to-date programming. A movie from 2013. <laughs> right. And- and the Fargo oh from like four seasons ago. It's like, okay, well. boomers. <laughs> yeah, it's but, true. Did y'all get that Paramount Plus? Like they added. <laughs> I guess. What could we talk about that's more contemporary? Because we have to talk about things that we've all seen. And the most contemporary I can give you is like, you guys, I have been like dropping into Netflix. And I know it's all like last year stuff, but <laughs> I did just watch Squid Game from beginning did to end. Did you love it? I did. I did love it. It's really and, good. You're squid uh, Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Who's yes. going to win this thing? Like, It's very, you- very, very lo- grim. It's so bleak. It's so it's so bleak. God damn. What was scary is that Jeff Bezos was like, Netflix does it again with Squid Game. (laughs) I was like, Jeff, don't do this, man. (laughs) Like you are playing Squid Game all the time, motherfucker. Exactly. Talk about lack of self-awareness. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'm like, can't you look in the mirror of one of your 23 bathrooms? And by the way, the scene where all the mask, every time they have the masked, horrible English in there, don't you think like I could have done that? This is incredible. Like this is such bad acting. I should have been cast in this. Wait, as the dead body? No, no. As the, as the people in masks who are like the, again, spoiler alert. If you don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it is kind of like weird, bad acting, but I wonder about that and the layer of the dubbing. And the and the like if those actors were actually 
American actors. Oh, you mean the were- like all the Jeffrey Epstein's who came? Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. exactly. Oh my god, I love those scenes so much. I hate to say it, but those are some of my favorite because they're so campy and over the top and ridiculous. They are yeah. campy, yeah. but like they I, contrast I so much it. with the the you know the true suffering of the actual participants everybody so many hot takes today <laughs> like the latest programming that yeah. well, that's, I, listen, that was the latest i could come with Russian this dog. is like match game remember that old 1970s like we we need to start putting x's and like <laughs> i have to have huge glasses and we uh-huh. need somebody from the love boat um, charles nelson riley like charles yeah. nelson riley killing charles it on nelson. match game sipping yes. a cocktail at highest fuck at the same time yeah exactly. the wittiest guy in the universe mm-hmm. oh so good yep, that we're about um, as contemporary as that as timely my love um, we need to move on to the segment oh let's do that so today i, I it's, i'm gonna do a future adjacent feature in 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? We don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. So I want to, this is something that is going to evolve into a future thing, clearly. We've touched upon this kind of um, virtual sexual experience many times before. But um, it, it's kind of happening now. So I'm cheating. It's not quite the future. But it's definitely going to be a permanent presence for decades to come. And this is the uh, OnlyFans ePimps. Yeah. And, mm. and this was a great read article on the gray lady, the venerable New York Times. 30 minutes to listen to. <laughs> is that oh, really half a, an hour. Is I, that I, a, I, if it was, if you listen to it audio, it would be thirty minutes. Yes, yes. I, wow. I read half, and then I I read half, and then I was like, I don't have time. I'll just listen, and then, it, and then I was like, oh, it's thirty minutes to listen to. It took a long time wow. between reading and listening, but I did consume the article. Fantastic. I did not. <laughs> so you're I'm being sorry. You're being. I'm. You're, you'll be our bouncing off. Okay. Um, you know, guest who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, Perfect. I'll be your listener. It's it's always good to have one of those on the podcast. An uninformed yes. uh, person with a lot of uh, strong opinions. Yes. That, oh, oh my God! It's a it's a part of the role of a lifetime. <laughs> I was born for it. <laughs> so this is this is a piece by Hero Ezra Marcus, uh, mm-hmm. who exposed himself to what seems to be some of the worst people in the world. So spent like voluntarily spent time with them hanging out poolside in Miami, the worst place in the United States, arguably. That I can co-sign. Listening to them spout about how losers online are being suckered by, by um, sexy women on OnlyFans, except they're not actually talking to those women. They're talking to chatters who are subcontractors who are speaking or sending texts and messages in the voice of this sexy person who's on OnlyFans. That's now, the goal, at least. Yeah. So for the, uned- for the, I don't want to say uneducated, for the blissfully uninformed, mm-hmm. like Tina, maybe, my mom. Hi, Tina. Hi, Tina. <laughs> OnlyFans is a huge um, social media platform 
that is originally primarily emerged as a way for sex workers and porn stars to cater to their fans by um, basically selling them clips, videos. Um, If they join as members, they might get special benefits, special, more sexy clips than they would generally hand out to other people. Then some celebrities got it on the game, so it's a little bit more mixed, but OnlyFans is still primarily known as a platform for um, sexual performers and um, adjacent sexy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly during the pandemic, it was actually a really, it was a really uh, wonderful lifesaver for a lot of sex workers who couldn't do porn at the time. And they just sort of turned to this platform and they were able to connect with their fans directly. So it's not entirely, if you are sex positive and you believe that, you know, primarily women, but some men are, perfectly uh, entitled and it's completely okay to deliver sexual services whether in porn or online then it's a perfectly acceptable platform and um, we've talked in the past about how some millennials and gen zers are more comfortable having sexual interactions with people online because they are uncomfortable with the the whole world of consent in real life So a confluence of factors, pandemic, consent, blah, 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 has made OnlyFans huge. It's just a huge thing. So that's my preamble. But now some OnlyFans creators, quote unquote, are so busy that they need to outsource responding to their fans to these companies that are now proliferating. It's a cottage industry. So you have these companies that will respond to your fans. They will speak in your voice. And they will outsource these chatters who speak in your voice to developing countries mostly. So like I saw that Philippines being a big one. Yep. And I saw that these people can get paid as low as three dollars for an hour. God. Or, you know, which in their countries is not bad, but it's still not great. And then the creator, the OnlyFans actual persona that you know is doing this is getting a decent cut but these third party sort of brokers are making the vast amount of the money and by and large and and the platform itself this is where the pimp part comes in, right and that's why it's e-pimp they're not it's not your traditional pimp like beating the shit out of these you know in the cultural imagination these people they're just beating the shit out of their banking accounts because they're taking so much money like such a big cut it's true but um so yeah let's get into the nitty-gritty yeah. because it, i did find it a super interesting article because you know i always sort of err on the side of like i don't know why this is something that a woman wouldn't be able to monetize if if she's able to um you know, make money from her sexuality in a way that she's consenting to and in control of, why would that be a problem when, uh, you know, people are being forced to do that or do that for free um, and don't have that kind of control? But then you get into the fact that, yeah, the article is talking about e-pimp. So the platform OnlyFans takes a huge cut I, I I forget how much is it like. I don't know. I like don't know. Seventy in my head. I'm not sure. That's like a I, big I think it, huge I, cut. It varied. I think OnlyFans takes a very 
like it's very uh, consistent percentage, but the, but these third party sort of pimping who like hire patterns and all that, it's very variable depending on which company you go with. Right. So So, so up to 70%, you're right. Yeah. But, but, but between the platform and then these third party pimps and they're, they're getting a huge chunk, but the flip side is that they can respond to way more business. Some of these women and and men and other gender people get so much business, they could not possibly respond to it themselves. So these third-party companies are, they're like a traditional agent. They're like a marketing firm. They're like a customer service. They're actually providing a lot of different kind of traditional, you know, support for, mm-hmm. for this business, but they're taking you. So the, the pimp part is sort of fair and not fair in a way, I think, but it's interesting. I mean, what's your take on that when you one hear of, that me, one of My biggest takeaways from this is the illusion of per- personalization and yeah. how, and how these companies are sort of to a certain degree mocking these people. For example, Let's say I am a male who is interested in a sexy, to me, traditionally female account on OnlyFans. And I reach out and say, hey, if I send you $20, like chat now, will you send me like a more sexy video of you masturbating? And then this is happening. There's like 50 people like me asking for a similar thing. And then I get this personalized video that says, baby, this is just for you. Like I made this just for you when this same video is being disseminated to dozens, if not more people who are being told that I'm creating, I'm developing this personal relationship with this online person who is in many ways a construct, right? So, and and this quote like kills me. Like this guy that's quoted Jason Rosero, who runs one of these companies, says, our best customers come to us not so much to buy content as they come to just feel a connection. The desire, the post explains, is a pimp's bread and butter. Hustling simps has been an art since the beginning of time. It's like, wow, the contempt. The attitude is is really gross, but he has a a point. hustling simps. I mean, that sounds awful, but this is really nothing new. And I do think that people sort of underestimate how much these consumers, these lonely, you know, be they uh, incels, whoever these lonely single men are. And I, I, and let's be honest, it's single straight cis straight men for the 90 Absolutely. But I mean, it's the same thing. I I think we underestimate how much how how much that they know or don't. I mean, these guys know they know they want a fantasy and they're paying for it. I I would I would be very surprised if the majority of them when it came down to it didn't know that this was involved. These are people who have 
obviously disposable income, you know, that maybe run their own businesses or who are lost money in cryptocurrency recently or who who knows there's probably a really good venn diagram between this and crypto i'm sure there is um but like even going into a strip club like this the same exact shit happens like okay maybe you don't the the stripper doesn't get another stripper to talk to the guy but the stripper comes out talks to the guy, makes him feel special, cultivates a relationship, calls him by his name. It's very, very, they might go into the champagne room and, you know, uh, he hopes he has sex, but there's never sex in the champagne room. That is a quote from Chris Rock, uh, by the way. Um, But but the point is they're always gaming and there are others always fantasy. And that has not changed in sex work since the beginning of time. And it will never yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. I will say that, but there's just so much like algorithm messing around here that Jen, if anybody, and I, we want to get your reaction next, but if anybody sort of questions, is this really a legitimate message for me? They start running damage control and they usually they'll just have like an archive of videos that these third party, you know, e-pimps will send out. So the creator doesn't even have to be involved. But if they're like, they sense they're losing a customer, they'll reach out to the creator like quick, make an actual personalized video so we don't lose this guy. Right. So then the creator will do it and be like, hey, Johnny, that really was for you. So in a way, I think they are reeling these guys in, making them feel like it is a real like when the doubt arises, they try to do the damage control. Or maybe when the when the um, fantasy is broken. I mean, the thing that struck me about it is like, okay, you know, how can I put this without sounding insensitive or uh yeah but like a lot of customer services outsourced to the philippines and sometimes even when trying to like figure out why the hell my my phone bill is so high this month those customer service people are 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 it it's a challenge to communicate with so for to be impersonating some you know blonde named Barbie from Santa Barbara. I, I, I think there would probably be some challenges in that. And yeah. um, they're trained though. That's the thing. Like they're trained, but there's only so much you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, these customer service chats, I'm, I'm forever just because I am in another country. That's like my whole life. It's just customer service chats. And sometimes it's very frustrating because like the, the, uh, the English is there, but like idiomatic expressions and just like, you know, normal speech, American speech is kind of missing. Yeah. And it's, and it, it makes it difficult. So I can only imagine that extra layer of like, taking on a persona that's literally supposed to be this American person. And it it says here that the, the amount of of global labor that speaks English is just so plentiful 
that there's like a never ending well of people who are willing to do this. But I look, Jen, can you talk well, about this for 10 minutes? Because we you haven't we haven't. Oh, like, yeah. I, I so you have the next 10 minutes to. Wow. 10 minutes. That's to, a lot of space. To orate. Uh, how about, how about three? Oh, wow. Welcome to my <laughs> TED talk. Um, How about three minutes? I mean. Yeah, I think I agree with what Kim said. It's like, it's not really, it's just the digital version of what happens anyway, um, which is that everyone willingly, symbiotically agrees to the fantasy. Um, what's astonishing to me is the, the sheer numbers that they have so many customers that they literally have to outsource yeah. their, their sex work, I guess, um, that I find astonishing. I would be so curious how many of the men, and it's probably, yeah, I agree. It's largely men are married or in, or have families. Um, I, I, I'd be very curious. I'm sure I'd be, I'm sure I would find that rather depressing. I, I don't know if I told you guys, I knew this woman who worked at the lusty lady, which is like this feminist yeah. strip club. And Famous. she said her, her, the busiest hours were from seven to like eight 30. It was men going before their jobs from yeah. their like suburban homes into Seattle. Um, but yeah, I'm really struck by the fact that there's so much, customer service that, that one person can't even provide it and has to outsource the business to the Philippines. I mean, here's, here's a, here's one really quick fact is that you could have after 50 chats going on a day, if you were just With doing one, it by yourself, if you were, if you were oh, fans, like, can you imagine top, top like wage, like top, yeah, earner top kind wage. Of, but still, yeah. can you imagine like, having 50 chats going on and they're all no. and you have to keep them straight like what it kind of has felt like that during the pandemic though let's not lie like uh pandemic chat threads hours yeah and <laughs> yeah but yeah. but if they're all supposed to be horny and you're supposed to know because because it's you're like supposed no to know their per- oh you're their yeah proclivities that was and where they work and why it's so boring and why this is the best part of their day to talk to you and it's like you'd constantly be scrolling back to see what the, what you previously said and what they said. Yeah. Um, so I can see yeah. the attraction of these services. I'll They're say very this, popular. 70% of the earnings go to the platform. That's an extreme. That's exploitative. one of the. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, or a combination maybe between the platform and these like third party wow. agencies. Yeah. At that point, you would really, you would just have to exist on, it, it would be a, it would become a question of volume. Yeah. You would just yes, have to yeah. have an enormous, yeah. And some of them base. do, they clearly do. They're yeah. still making so much money. Some of these women. It's I mean, $40,000 a month. I you think can that's make amazing that these women are making that kind of money. And in some ways, I think it's the outsourcing must be better for their, I would imagine, overall mental health. Mm-hmm. I'd be very curious how it is for the moderators in the Philippines, mental health. Yeah. Not just because, because, I mean, okay. they, they, here's, can I read you something really brief from this article, which gives yeah. you insight into how awful it is for the actual chatters, which is the yes, name, that's which what is, is 
the yeah. one this is from the sales pitch to the creator to the, sort of the original OnlyFans persona, which is: Are you constantly glued to your phone, negotiating pricing for custom videos with hundreds of broke, lonely creeps? Sounds fun. So that so oh, the wow. outsourcing is you're outsourcing all of that stuff to the chatters. That yeah, you're outsourcing all of the the. Um, Dealing with desperate, sad, right creeps. Yeah, I mean, there was a pretty famous article about the content moderators of Facebook. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, Yeah. we talked about this and how the utter harrowing PTSD they all have now. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd be curious if the the women who I'm assuming it's mainly women probably who work in these call centers for there, there's men events. mentioned in the article, actually, and, like the main ones that they've referred to, which I thought was interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Camilo the, the, but, in the Philippines, they, they did mention a couple of these people. Yes, and, it doesn't yeah. matter. You, you don't have to be a woman. You just, you literally learn the voice of a woman and what a lot of them that. are men, Jen. Yeah. Just as long as you know, and there's like this crazy little also tidbit, which is like, if you're impersonating like a 20 year old, this is the kind of, this is what you should call them. You should call them baby this or baby that if you're, and you should put a space before, uh, before an exclamation mark. There's all these weird subtleties. That's like, but if you're supposed to be a MILF, then you should use these expressions and this is how you should punctuate and don't use emojis use like the old fashioned, you know, colon parentheses for a smiley face. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, if my shift as a chatter ends at a certain time, but there's still a horny guy I'm chatting to somebody else can seamlessly come in and like take over because they know what the general gist is of how to deal with this person. It's wild. I really wonder what the next wave will be because (laughs) like the first there was Playboy, then there were VHS tapes and then there were DVDs and then porn became free online and then OnlyFans and... And now sexual harassment on Mark Zuckerberg's like meta... Right. And then yeah, there's meta, like whatever. rapes and, in the metaverse. And it really went, I wonder, I guess the next step is literal holograms. Yeah. I was going to say holograms your, is the next yeah, thing. In your, in in your, your living room. Like the, yeah. right. Yeah. It seems like that's at the absolute evolution of it. At that point, I'll be living in an, a Mennonite community. <laughs> <laughs> I will have buried my phone. And God. you can call me Sister Jenny because <laughs> I can't deal with that world. Probably my boyfriend is on OnlyFans right now. <laughs> talking to some talking Filipino to... man. Exactly. Who's saying he, his name is Christy. Yeah. <laughs> he really thinks he's talking to Samantha, but little does he know. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, what a world. It's wild. I mean, it's just the wild west out there with connecting with people. Oh man. <sighs> I I'm praying to a higher being that we all make it through okay cuz sometimes it's it's intense. Yeah. Um well thank you everybody for joining us for another rollicking episode of Halfway There. 
Yep. What info do we need to share? We want to know if you can tell <laughs> when it's an E E girl or when it's an E girl outsourced her <laughs> uh, E girl correspondence. Tell us, don't be shy. Has that ever happened to you? You're in the middle of a sexy chat <laughs> on your favorite only land, uh, only fans profile and then suddenly someone starts chatting you like with an accent or completely like throws off your boner let us know if that (laughs) yeah please we want to know about catfishing i want to know all if oh my god if you've been catfished by you know please let us somebody in a foreign country or whatever i just who's just wants to know your bank account. Oh. If you need to be catfished by someone in a foreign country, I'm available. <laughs> um, uh, it's for fun it. for me, not for you. <laughs> um, write us at uh, halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Okay. Follow us on the socials at halfway there, the podcast. Mm-hmm. rate five stars please on apple Podcasts and all the other things if it's so helpful leave a review also very helpful that'd be so great yeah it'd be, it'd be we might actually like only fan you yep we um, need- and it'll be us we won't outsource it mm-hmm. <laughs> we I promise might. not to outsource our sexy chatting with you okay i might outsource mine and- to jen I might outsource mine to my puppy, Phoebe, but I swear her paws are cute. Oh, God. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. I know. Um, Um, We have a Patreon. If you donate to us at the lowest level, you'll get like a really cool graphic of mm -hmm. your face with a half skull, like our our podcast logo. (laughs) At higher levels, you'll get a keep it perky tea and like you'll also always get bonus content so subscribe be, be kind we'll get better audio equipment if you donate to our patreon at the yes. highest level you get a sexy video from camilo uh-huh exactly so leave me you want to see it folks i'm gonna <laughs> as i will asmr like your name and any anything you write down i will asmr i have no shame awesome Great. Well, keep it perky. Sorry. Keep it perky. Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. Oh, God, that's his ASMR. Is that your ASMR? I thought, you were, doing, I thought you were doing a scene from The Purge. Your skin yeah, is so right? precious. Your soft, precious skin. God, oh, okay. I, I caress it. Should I we want to we want to keep it we want to we want to end it on a high note <laughs> well you sold my um asmr for shekels so you know it's true well keep it perky folks keep it perky right i oh, keep it perky <laughs> this has been halfway there but it's also the end the end of this episode of halfway there you get it